AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 36, season 10 of the Fighting Cock podcast. This is the third Fighting Cock podcast in a week, Spooky. Content, mate. Mate, after 10 years, we're still <laughs> smashing it out. It's like, what is this? Something well, to talk about about Spurs? Of course there is. Bosh, have another podcast. This is it. People take the piss out of Tottenham, you know, but we are we'll, a little bit. I've seen, a, I've seen a meme on, on the internet, innit? Um, but look we we provide entertainment constantly for all supporters of all football clubs so do you know what I mean and we're we're just part of that whole entity yeah just just furthering streamlining it yeah I just just it's weird that you said other fans there because for the first time ever on the Fighting Got podcast on the main podcast I think it's the first time we've got a fan of another football club who doesn't support Tottenham on this podcast and we're going to be going to him very shortly. Um, can you guess what team he might support, Spook? Um, don't know. I just, I, I think it's going to be a Northern club, maybe. Maybe, could be. Yeah, and it's could not. Be. It isn't a Premier League club because we wouldn't ever, ever have a Premier League fan on there. Not, 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 not. We, there's no, there's not, there's no way we could have a fan of a, another Premier League football club on this show. But we could. In theory, have a marine fan, and the reason why we've got a marine fan on this podcast, book is because it's weird. Like it's hard. We don't know anything about them. Like no, no. The eighth tier of uh, English football. Um, it's a wonderful thing that like, the FA Cup is a wonderful thing because it throws up these ties. But but when you think of sort of big dog versus mm, minnow or little dog, whatever mm. <laughs> minnow, um, you, you think maybe like conference. And maybe Conference North, if you're lucky. But this is something else. An incredible story. We're going to be talking to a Marine fan very shortly about uh, yeah about their their um, their charge towards the FA Cup third round, and uh, you know find out a bit more about their football club and what 
he might expect from the game. Spook. Yes. What, what? What? Why is this so magical? What? You know, you're you're an, you're a more refined, older gentleman than I. Yeah. Okay. I've not been called that before, but I'll accept that. How old are you again? Ancient, mate. Are you in your fifties? I'm like you know Walt Disney, like they they use uh, cryogenics. Uh, cryogenics. Yeah. I mean, I'm I've just I've just booked my first appointment for that. So. What's your most? Ancient. Do you remember Ultranum? Spurs versus Ultranum in the FA Cup. I do, but do you know what I've been thinking about in the lead up to this pod? I've been thinking about Port Vale and Bradford um, when we got knocked out in the third round of the cup and the utter humiliation. I don't and remember. Back then, when was that? You don't remember? You genuinely don't remember those games? I don't remember Port Vale. Like, no. Yeah, you must have been a, a fucking bubba, was, man. You must have been the 80s, a shot. Was it? No, no, no. It was. Uh, I actually no. It was. I think it was the late eighties. No, um, I wouldn't remember. Yeah, and it was. It, you know, back then the FA Cup meant everything to most football clubs. If you weren't going for the league, and we would, we, we were barely going for mid-table at the time. Yeah. You know, you you looked at a club like Spurs and thought, you know, cup pedigree there could go on a cup run. It ain't impossible. <laughs> and then you get knocked out in the third round away game. You know, to Port Vale or, or Bradford, and it is. And they were they, they weren't non-league. They weren't like eight tier levels of football. Do you know what I mean? You you back then it was if you got a team <laughs> a couple of divisions below the, the the top division, and you were a Spurs fan, you were you it was ominous. You like here we go, here we go. We're gonna get knocked out third round. This is um, it. This is the jeopardy in this one because mm. it's like no one expects us to lose, obviously, and with all due respect to Marine you would think that any element of our professional football club should be able to give them a game. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be about... It, it, I get that. The, the club's worth, what is it, half a billion pound, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and, and Marines made up of part-time players. If even that, I don't... I, I want to find out in a second. But I, And I'm not meaning to be disrespectful, and I hope I'm not. No, no, no. If Callum, but, the Marine fan, is on the line and listening to this. But, but, but the potential for an upset here while small in terms of competitiveness of yeah. it. But the jeopardy is huge because if they somehow manage to get a result or if we don't beat them in a significant way, then it could be bad. Like, there's no up for us. Really. Well, no, I mean, listen, there's two things there that I'll, I'll pick up on. If we drew that game and they came back to, you know, White Hart Lane, Tottenham Stadium, whatever you want to call it, I'd be well chuffed for them. I oh, may like, come on. The hold on a minute. Chuffed for them. Great. What about yeah. our fucking? What about our, 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 our experiences on the internet for the next week? I don't care. I, I wouldn't care about that. But but having just said that as well, let me just sort of delve into the, a sea of contradiction. I've been thinking about this game as well today, and I've been thinking about what what is Mourinho going to do? Like, would he play a full? I mean, he's playing Kane. a fully strength team. Kane has to yeah, start. This is my point. If he plays a full strength team, is that be is that is that just over the top? Yes. Levels of 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 kidology at, at play. But if he plays a mix a, a mix a match type of side, I will be fucking nervous. I don't care if we end up winning ten nil. I'll admit before kickoff. I am fucking nervous about this because you just don't know. Maybe if there were spectators there, I mean, it's a massive shame that there's, yeah. you know, it's not like a capacity crowd. I mean, I don't even know how many they can get in there. I think it's about six, I think. Just below six K. Well, I, should, I might be making that up. But... Why don't we, um, we bring Callum on now and we'll find out. 
Yeah, we need answers to some of these questions yeah, as on. well. Come on in, Callum. How are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. All right, mate. Right, just 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 off the bat. Uh, Go on. Marine is your first team, right? No, they're not. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> All right, I'm... this is gonna. This is gonna. How I feel about you, Callum, is gonna depend on what the next answer is. Are you red or are you blue? I am a red. Fucking oh. hell! <laughs> Did We've you got a Liverpool fan really? on the pod. What? Did you you just made the speech at the beginning of this podcast about not having a Premier League <laughs> rival fan on I'm, the main pod? I I, I, I kind of guessed that coming from Liverpool, that Callum may have an interest in one of the other football clubs. Um, I guess that Marine, I mean, no one would follow Marine when without having a passing interest in surely in Everton or Liverpool. So certainly Liverpool, the the draw would be too much. Callum, would that be correct? Yeah, it's it's one of them round here. You'd you'd either one or the other, and then of um, where I live is literally what minutes walk away from the ground. So especially growing up as a teenager, when you can't get tickets to Anfield, it's you know five quid to go jump in a stadium and watch some proper football. So how many times have you gone to watch Marine play? Oh, are you? Um, obviously this year has been no, a little yeah. bit more difficult. Um, so I've only been able to get to not even a handful really. Uh, but no, being um, when I was like in um, high school, college, uni, I had season tickets all the time and then um, just different jobs kind of, uh, you know, kind of popping in and out of it. I used to actually work at the club as well, work in the bar. Uh, so, you know, new, so you new are, all, yeah. I mean, while you follow Liverpool, you are a Marine fan for real. Yeah, def- you know, live around the corner from the ground, used to work there, know all the staff and the, you know, the committee and all of that. Do you know all the right, players? Pass the test, mate. I think it's that, acceptable. It's, <laughs> is that right then? Um, the players, not really. Um, a few of them, you you know, used to come in and have a drink, but, um, you know, that's definitely all changed now, hasn't it? Well, hang on. Yeah, of course, with COVID and stuff, but you saying that there are prima donna players at, at Marine? Not so much free with others, but when you've got the likes of, um, you know, some players coming in from on loan from Salford City, that, you know, they're definitely uh, being told what to eat and what to drink. For real? Oh, fair play. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, anything that comes across as condescending, I apologise in advance. I really <laughs> do. Um, so what, what what's Marine's capacity? Uh, so normal match day, a full capacity would be around just over 3,000. Uh, but we... Obviously, Liverpool, the Liverpool City region, we, you know, we were in tier two for Christmas um, and we we're all fingers crossed going into where going into the new year. And then obviously uh, everyone got put into lockdown. So but before that, we were looking at maybe having about five, six hundred fans in the ground. Uh, and obviously all that got taken away. And the, and the maximum capacity is is three thousand, you said? Yeah, three thousand, like, you know, without the COVID situation. But yeah, yeah three thousand normal. And um we, we've there's this sort of campaign, isn't it? Like the virtual tickets campaign, where Spurs and Marine fans and fans of any clubs, I guess, could have bought virtual tickets to to the game, which um, you know is a, is, a, is a wonderful thing, isn't it? And people could still do that up until kickoff, I'd imagine. Yeah. So the gate at the moment, if if you imagine it was real, it's around it's getting close to six thousand t- tickets now, right? Yeah, so it's um, so it's a virtual ticket. So basically, you buy a ticket online, and I think you get like a souvenir like a receipt ticket kind of thing. And um, yeah, so our um, kind of like historical points for Marine is, uh, I think back in, was it the 40s uh, or the 30s, we played uh, the Nigeria national team. Yeah. Um, and there was 6,000 6, at that game at uh, uh, Rosser Park. <laughs> okay. and, so, uh, so Ni- the- Niger- yeah, Nigeria played with no boots on. <laughs> they played barefooted. 
Uh, yeah. Who won? Uh, oh, they won 5-2. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wonderful. All right, so tell us a bit about um, Marine as a football club and, and sort of where they've sort of hung around in terms of the uh, their place in the, the pyramid. Have they always been in and around the eighth tier? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically they've uh, they were a non league they're a non league football club. They always have been. Um, they were founded in 1894, um, and the name Marine because uh, not like, like it's a bit of an unusual name. It actually comes from the pub they were founded in. Wow, uh, which was the Marine pub. Marine pub. Uh, yeah, in Waterloo, just the, like the next little uh, town or village along. Um, yeah, so up until two years ago. Uh, in there, we'd never been relegated at all from the from any league. Uh, we'd only ever been promoted, and I think we held the record for that as well um, right. in England. So, what you could there was always the the threat of relegation. You just never yeah. been relegated. That's it. Yeah, we got moved around leagues, which doesn't really count. But then we never like we got promoted from leagues, but never uh, dropped out of. I think it was the uh, the Northern Premier, and then this is the you know the most recent. Kind of time we should have gone up last year, but uh, the league got suspended. The league got uh, suspended. What, and then, what position uh, was you in when it got suspended? I think uh, at the time they were second, and that's automatic promotion. Um, have you? So when is there ever been a time, Marine, where you've absolutely lost your shit? Where you've a goal's been scored and everyone's just going fucking mental, tees going everywhere, beers getting thrown in people's faces, <laughs> old women are falling over. Has it ever gone off like that? I wouldn't. Yeah, it definitely has, and it's. Uh, it's for me. It was one. The, one. The. It's actually an FA Cup game. It was FA Cup third round. Third round qualifying away at Trafford, and it was an 89th minute um, little toe poke. Yeah. Um, and me and a load of us uh, schoolmates. There was about 20 of us. <laughs> all got like a. Uh, all got a minibus together uh, to Trafford. So it's only down the M62, and it was a last last minute equal last minute goal to win it actually. And it was just one of those days that, you know, especially as a, you know, a young football fan, it's one of those you hear about. And it was, that was fun. That one of those experiences you remember. Um, Tra- Trafford, I, I presume, is, is in Manchester, right? Yeah, that's right. it, yeah. Okay, I've just, I, I, I fought that because of Old Trafford and all that sort of stuff. So there must have been a rivalry between Marine of uh, Scouseland and Trafford of, of Mankland. Yeah, I mean, Tameside and Manchester have got about twenty different non-league clubs, and obviously the most, the like the biggest one of the all, well, two of the biggest at the moment. You've got Salford City, yeah. uh, and then uh, FC United of Manchester as well. Who uh, we had a many a good tie. I think I, there was one uh, a number of years ago, which there was about two thousand turns up to the uh, to that game in Marine. Which was uh, which was one of our biggest receipts uh, gates in a in a long time. Yeah, when you when FC and Manchester come up, did you go tooled up? I think I'm going to do a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say tooled up, but uh, let's let's say Chai Police one on hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so so what what's this? What's what's the ro- the 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 journey been for Marine this far thus far to get to the third round? I mean, it's been touch and go. How long right. as well? How long has it been right, going on? Yeah, right from the start. So. I mean, if we, you know, if you want to go into that, um, when it first started. So it started, what, 12th of September? So even before the Premier League started, we had our first FA Cup game. And then from even that game itself, it was a last minute goal that probably shouldn't have counted 
uh, the, it, like the, the ball didn't cross the line, but the uh, the uh, linesman flagged and gave and gave it as a goal. Nice. So this is. And then, is this was this against who was that against? Uh, Barnard Swick Town. What happened with the VAR on the on the night? <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the linesman had the glasses on, to be fair. You've got to be a team called Barnold's Wick Town, haven't you? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's one that, that even I don't know where that is. Yeah, Barnold's Wick uh, and, then, uh, and then the next game, you played Skelmersdale United. Yeah, so Skelm. That's, uh, again, a local derby for us. Um, nice. So how many yeah. games have you played to get to uh, the um, third round? Do you know? Right, so... I think is it seven? I think it's seven, isn't it? And this is our eighth. Bloody hell! And you beat you beat Colchester United on the way. That was a big tie. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was our. It's one like for every non-league club, um, you know, no matter where you're from, to get on into the first round proper, um, that's like your, that's your aim. No matter every season, it's the first round proper because that's where you know. Even now with the BBC showing every, you know, all the games as much as possible, that that's the round where TV, all the TV money can come in, and you know where the bigger league, you know, league clubs maybe drop in, or the League Two clubs anyway drop into in Colchester. I think at the time when we went there, went down there, they were on a unbeaten, a bit of an unbeaten streak as well. So, um, and he, you know, watching that game, we showed a really good account of ourselves. Like to be fair, yeah. like. If if you watch that game back, you you wouldn't be able to tell who was the uh, who was the non-league team at the time. Well, well, yeah, I mean, this, this is the this, some of the trepidation trepidation that that, me, that both Spooky and I have is that while obviously Spurs are clear favourites and that for obvious reason, what if it all goes tits up? Like what what? Uh, and first off, what would it be like? Imagine Marine beating Spurs, but also not having fans in there to witness it. It would be. Uh, Crying shame. So I think all of us really just want Spurs to go through, yourself included, I imagine. But the uh, 20,000 pounds, 20,500 pounds is the is the fee you get if you go out at this stage. Um, what is it? Is it kind of a bit cliche to say how much that means to the club? Does that mean is that a significant amount? Is does that keep things rolling? How how are the club coping financially at this time? Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to the, I spoke to the chairman when I went down to the club shop to get your lovely little scarf that we oh, got you. I'm gonna come on to that. Yeah, um, and he, like speaking to him, you know, you know, he's wanted this for so long, um, and I think you know the amount of money just from this cup run alone, yet alone, what we could get even if we lose this game, I think that sees the club over for the next four or five years. Oh wow, wow. that's fantastic. That's, yeah, I what wonder... a difference between Premier League football and and, and the, the tier eight teams. I mean, we know that with conference teams, regardless of you know the the the, the difference part timers, the wages, the money that's in in the game. But when you put it into perspective, like you're talking about a billion pound entity against like just a, a team of yeah. part timers. Are they they're part timers? They're not paid, are they? They they get match fees, but they're not on salaries, are they? Yeah, no, no. I don't think any of them are on salaries because the like even lower than semi pro now at the at the moment. I mean, if you think like if you're trying to you know you're comparing money there, if you think how many you hold, your stadium holds, but like we get what about two hundred and fifty and average a game, you know fans coming in, uh, you know buying match day programs, you know fifty fifty golden ticket kind of draws and stuff like that. That's that's the way that uh, this club's run. So, but it's a community thing, isn't it? It's not. That's yeah. That's this... it. It is. 
this level is much more about about the community and the chairman. And I wouldn't imagine makes a great deal out of running the football club. No, it's well, yeah. Sorry to say that it is. Um, it's definitely not a um, you know a, a, a daddy money bags kind of a situation. You know, throwing cash throwing cash at the uh, problems. Uh, for example, our manager, I think in. Uh, sorry, I manager in December, Neil, uh, Neil Young. He's just signed a, a contract um, for a year and a half uh, to actually manage the club. At the, at the time, he was only on a month to, uh, month to month basis, so that you can see the finances of the club just in a deal like that alone. Yeah, so it just gives a bit of security where you can plan plan ahead. You get an advantage over the other teams in the league to some degree, so the way you don't perhaps, like you said, they're secure for five years, which means you can plan ahead and and. and and, and potentially sign people up who are important. Like every, like a manager's role at that level would be intrinsic to the success of the football club. So it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. Oh, what, Spook, do you reckon there's any chance that Daniel Levy will donate the the winners' fee of sixty one thousand five hundred pound to Marine? Should we go? That'd be nice. It'd be a nice gesture, considering like the some of the PR disasters we've had in the past and, and the fact that everyone's watching this game, you know, everyone loves the story of, 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 a, of a club. This, I mean, it's the only competition that allows a club like Marine to play against a, a top tier uh, football club. Um, what, I mean, you're talking about them making 20 grand and, and then I was, I sat here thought and thought about how much our players get wages alone. Do you know what I mean? If a few of them donated, it, it would probably set the club up. Uh, for a long, long time. So yeah, Levy should should uh, should do that. It'd be a lovely gesture. Um, yeah, the, what the, the, you whether have... he does or not is a complete. <laughs> well, thing the, I mean, the, the, the answer to that question is probably not. But the uh, hopefully, maybe you never know. And and it probably would be classier if they just don't say anything. Um, so the, there's been some prominent sponsors that have picked up Marine, uh, you know, in, inventory, isn't there? I yeah. Think. Go on, sorry. Uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, we well, got like JD Sport, and there's uh, there was another one as well, wasn't there? Uh, Cravendale have uh, sponsored the actual uh, top. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, is that just for this tie, or is this, are they going to? Yeah, so um, the kind of this uh, chair, one the president of the club is also kind of the uh, he owns the company that sponsored that normally would sponsor uh, the uh, the team itself, uh, the Marine Travel Company. Mm. Um, and you know, kind of realizing where the you know what this tie means to the club and you know financially what it could do. Um, you know, he's he kind of waved away his um his company's moments in the sunshine and you know allowed sponsors like JD and uh, like Cravendale and we've also got the Athletic on board as well uh, right. to sponsor the uh, kit numbers and also um if you've obviously if you've um. Watched anything to do with the uh, the marine with marine at the moment? You'll know that down the side of the um, so the that the ground itself is only three sided. That's right. Down, You've got uh, terraced housing on the other side. Yeah, te- we've got terraced housing, and then on one side and on the other it is uh, like semi detached. And along the side, along those um, along the sides, all the houses are numbered for when the ball goes over. That's right. And so the <laughs> the athletic have sponsored the numbers and put like new numbering. Uh, up on all the walls. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, right, like, let's get down to the game then, mate, because, you know, there is a competition here. As wonderful it is, and, you know, we're helping Marine out and everyone's chipping in. Um, who's your danger, man? Well, it's... 
there's one issue we've got, and I'm still waiting to hear on it. We have a guy, uh, Motore, who's on loan from Salford City. Now, his loan was up in Jan- at the start of January, and we don't. I haven't heard if he's come back for this game or not. So one which game is annoying winner. because he, one. Well, he's got. He's yeah. If it could just be a one game thing, or we get him again for the next half of the year. Um, is he a forward? He, he's a yeah. So we can, we play a kind of a conventional four three three. Um, and he's our one of our um, uh, wide players. Our top goal scorer is um, the guy who scored off his ass in the um, in the last round against Haven Waterloo, uh, Niall Cummins. He's the Arsenal fan. Oh god, he's bound to bag then, isn't he? Yeah, he's, got, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an Arsenal fan. He's the um, he's a PE teacher. Oh all right. Christ! All right, yeah, this is all. He's going to be fit. He's going to run and ragged, isn't he? Uh, so, oh, what was I going to say? What what kind of score would be respectable? Do you think for Marine? What what like in your wildest dreams, like a draw and then playing back at White Lane would be almost better than winning. I'd guess like to to have double to, in terms of the financial aspect of it. I mean to win actually and just go on would be the best, obviously. But if you could get a draw and take us back to White Lane, that would be fantastic. I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean even just. If you know it's a last minute uh, goal to you know and you know finish on the draw would you know that would still be better than any wild any wild dream of winning the game completely. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's just whether like with with everything that's you know going on at the moment, this is kind of um, you know and I've said it to a few mates as well. This is probably like especially for the you know for the local area with all the schools you know what's going on with schools recently uh, or the nhs and that it's kind of a really for the you know you mentioned before about the community it's been a real uplift for everyone in and around the area and all the local businesses you know they're kind of selling uh, you know kind of marine scarves or marine you know t-shirts and um i think there was even a news agent around the corners now um like selling big six foot uh, marine banners and flags so it's one of them that you know that all the community have got behind it and not not trying to chip in but trying to you know kind of uplift everyone as well and it could it could have been any team in the prem and it would have done it uh, yeah, but you know well not any it's, team. not in not any team okay. yeah but the but i think i think one of the things um you know we've seen in this is that how welcoming and how involved the Tottenham fans have want have wanted to be and yeah. getting involved and not just not just supporting you know kind of paying for the few tickets but kind of like um you know kind of voicing that they you know they want to support the club or they want to you know send some money in for you know even not even for a ticket well we're not we're not all arseholes we're not all yeah. arseholes but i would say <laughs> we're not all arseholes but i would say that i'm 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 really hoping for a proper drubbing like I've, I want marine children crying in the streets. <laughs> I want I want the people in the houses to sell. They're that ashamed of the marine team. They played that badly. Have you? Um... Well, well uh, just, just to counter that, just I just want to let you know that. Um, so when the lockdown happens, um, so the marine players we they don't train on the ground. They train um, kind of away from the ground in um, kind of like an athletics place. Um, and that got closed, obviously, because of all the COVID. Within 30 minutes, Liverpool and Everton Football Club had rang Marine to say they can use their facilities. Wonderful. That is and, and Liverpool, I think, recently have sent um, all their stock videos 
and stock um, analysis of Tottenham for the oh, season. Hang on, that ain't right. That's yeah, cheating. Oh, you know what's going to happen now? We're, we're going to have ringers. Something yeah. <laughs> Arena got this guy called uh, Momo Salala play for them up front. Like, yeah. Hold on a minute, who's this? Yeah, you look on there, you look at him go, that guy does look a lot. I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is tricky times to say, but. That guy does look a lot like Mane, and he is pretty good. Could you imagine? <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with the sharing of um, documents and whatnot. Like that's not that's that's cheating, isn't it? Um, but uh, no, no, it's fantastic. And I want to say, Callum did uh, uh, you know did a lovely gesture and sent me. How did you get my address, by the way, Callum? That that did freak me out a little bit. <laughs> uh, you can blame Alcott for that. Right, right, right. James Alcott, the <laughs> podcast I do with James. I thought it might be the case. Um, he sent me a Marine and Tottenham Hotspur half and half scarf. Now, I wouldn't, I'm not a massive fan of half and half scarves, but for this fixture, it's important because they, I don't know if it, like, you won't know this, Callum, but there's a pub in Tottenham um, called the Bricklayer's Arms, and it, the walls are just covered with flags and, and half and half scarves and really random stuff. And some of the ties. I like I didn't even know Spurs played that team. This is like up there with a piece of history, Tottenham's history. So these two clubs will never play each other again, probably. The, the yeah. likelihood of them playing again is minuscule. Um, and and it's just it's it's lovely piece of history. And I tell you what, mate, the quality of the scarf is like this is about as good as I've ever seen for a football scarf. It's fantastic. And yeah, are... it's like it's like it's like a proper cotton or like a wool, isn't it? It's, yeah, and it's wonderful. Even, even like even the you know the text isn't you know kind of half-assed printed on. It's like proper good quality. And I, I was amazed when I bought it. To be fair, and how quick they turned it around. I think it was in a week can of they, the. Can um, people buy them? Can you buy them on the Marine site? Is there a website? Yeah, so I think there is either if you're on Facebook, if you just have a search for Marine Football Club. Uh, or on Google, just Marine Football Club. I think the, the club shop is open now. at the moment, um, and I think you can um, have a look and uh, you can order them online. Or I think it's via phone, um, so it's either one or them. But yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the um, I think it was like within a week or five days, the design and all of that was straight out, and it was amazing. I think because um, obviously during COVID they can only open the club shop at certain times to avoid queues, and the queues were like going down the uh, going down the main road, you know, for people to uh, to come. You know, even just a program like I've sent you as well, yeah. um, just to get something like that. It's um, it's it's fantastic. It really is, and it just shows. Like I know football, so much of football is about partisanship, and it's about you know, hatred and, and and just getting one over on other fans. But it's it's games like this that really um you know just shows what a great sport it is. And, you know, the fact that Spurs fans and fans of other clubs I'm sure uh, are buying virtual tickets to support Marine in, 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 in a time where every football club needs support is it's a fantastic thing. Uh all right then mate, on that I am gonna let you go. But thank you so much for giving your time and and um as much as you can, uh, enjoy Sunday. Because um, <laughs> fingers crossed, it'll be an absolute pasting. Yeah, no worries. And I'm sure. Um, that all I'll say is, I I wouldn't expect a walkover because what we've seen with this team and Neil Young, the manager, is he prepares his teams against Colchester and against Havens of Waterlooville. We did not look like the the tier eight team playing against league club footballers. This is not what I want to be hearing, mate. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking 10-0 here, and well, now you're making me think 5-0. Well, 
Also, Callum, I don't know if you've seen Spurs play this season. We don't walk over anybody. We sit back. Are you are you prepared? Are you prepared to have the ball and play around us? Because that's what you're yep. going to have to pay for. That's what you. Yep. We will sit off you and give you eighty percent of the position. That's that's what's going to happen. That's the way we play. I'm not sure you've ever. I don't think Marine Football Club has ever had the game, the life of the game, choked out by an opponent's tactics like Spurs will do. We'll choke this game out. It will be terrible. And then we'll break away and score one. And then sit on it again. That's what Tottenham's all about. <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, mate, best luck. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for the, the scarf. You've been a good sport. And um, it's been really fascinating to find out more about Marine. And genuinely, best of luck for the rest of the season if um, if you don't get the result on, on, on Sunday. Cheers, mate. Uh, thanks very much for having me, lad. See you later, lad. It's been a Cheers, man. Cheers. All right, Spook. So, yeah. Mate, they... can, you imagine, can you imagine if we if we took the lead and we sat back? <laughs> Can you imagine state of Twitter? I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even like. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Um, yeah. Do you see, do you see a turning in 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 the form? Speak like, like we not just the form, brother. But I mean, we've we've had good results. But do you see a turning in the the performances and the style of play? Because Mourinho has come out and said multiple times that I've I want them to be more more inventive. Yeah. I want them to pass I've... through the lines. I want them to do this. I know, and I've picked up on that a lot. And you, you, you get into these conversations with yourself. I mean, at least I do. Like, where I'm thinking, like, is he saying that to protect his players? Is he saying that to protect himself? But he, he has been vocal on the touchline. He has been screaming at them, like, "You're walking. You're walking. Like, what are you doing?" So the, the whole passiveness. I mean, someone said something to me that kind of resonated a little bit, and it's this kind of psychological barrier that Tottenham have got as a club and as a, as a group of players. They're so used to playing expressive, expansive football under Pochettino. And then they've changed. And they've changed really well under Mourinho because we've seen that with most of the results that we've had. They they get it. They get the whole deliberate football, the disciplined football. But there's still part of them that can't seem to kind of meld between the two. They almost need to be one or the other. And I guess when we sit, sit back and they're really, really passive, Maybe that is a player problem as a collective. Then they're, they're not. There's something missing from all the players that we've got that kind of binds it all together to get them to be on the more on the on the front foot. Um, because if Mourinho standing there and he's screaming at them and he's saying and then he's saying things like "You should have seen what I said to them at half time," and he doesn't say anything else. Is he really just saying that to save face, or is he saying that because he's gone back in and given given them a bollocking? You know, I said to them, you're not fucking playing the football you're meant to be playing. I mean, if he is saying that, if he's saying that outside of, of the dressing room and it isn't true, then it, yeah, the, players gonna, the players are going to yeah. look at that and go, what the fuck's he on what about? What the fuck, yeah. But yeah. he wouldn't be that stupid. Like, that would be no, a... no, not for play of, uh, a manager of his experience. It's, they, 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 I think there's just, there's probably, um, there's probably something still missing. And it might not, and I'm, I'm not saying we have to go out and buy another player or two. I think maybe it's just the way the team plays at the minute. Like you, you've got someone like Ndombele who is majestic, you know, and you, you look at him and you look at the way he floats with the ball when he goes past players. And, you know, he's got that kind of disguised <laughs> body movement, you yeah. know, where you think he's going one way, he slips, goes the other. Brilliant. And he's, and he does what Musa Dembele used to do yeah. with the addition of playing that, assist to the assist or the assist or the killer ball out whatever he he's he's 
got the lot. However, you could then take a step back and say, he's not playing to his full potential. And where where, where can we maximise that potential? Further up the field? Deeper? If he plays deeper, how do we handle the players that are pushed in ahead of him? So you get into this situation where... To us, it's it's simplified. Like, I'll play him there, playing behind Kane, playing doing. But to Mourinho, there's probably every little movement, every little change, has an impact on everybody else's responsibilities. And maybe there's a lack of synergy that means that when we are pushing back, if we are sitting back and watching the other team in possession, sometimes something drops in the level of energy and performance. Um, and it drops to the point where it's then passive. And then you've got the discussion we're having now and the people saying, this is what Mourinho does every week. This is his tactic. He's lying. It's his tactic. And it doesn't work. And, he's, and, he's in, and he goes on and on and on. So the, the way we get out of this is we just continue winning games. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were playing like this earlier in the season. We were ruthless. But it was a lot more... Um, it felt a lot more like we're setting the trap. Come on then. Come on. Yeah, see it. Come on. And then counter slap and we're winning one nil. And then it's two nil and whatever. Whereas we're not doing that as fluid as we did earlier in the season. And that might just be because they're fucking shattered. I mean, I don't know. It might be because every team has a slump. And because we're Tottenham supporters, we seem to think that when we slump, it's like, what the fuck's going on here? We're not allowed to to be shit for a couple of games. Uh, the reality is everybody has a bit of a slump and I think that's where we're at at the minute. Uh, about the Marine game then, Spook, how do you think we're going to get on? Um, obviously, we're going to win. <laughs> obviously. But um, like, what's an acceptable <laughs> what's an acceptable scoreline? You know, he's got... He Callum made a point about it not being easy, right? And Come on, I, I think... I mean, I in know. all due respect to Callum and Marine... I'm not saying no, it's going to be easy, I know. but if this, it, regardless of what happens, this should be easy for, for Tottenham. It should, it, it should be, it should be comfortable. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the players. I'm not saying we can't fuck this up in. completely. Of course we can with Tottenham. We can, but uh, you know, we fuck it up by not by 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 showing disrespect with 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 a lineup. If it's a bunch of youth players, then then it's you're 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 practically begging for for problems. You know. Um, even though our youth players are prob- probably better athletes than their their entire squad, FA Cup is is there to to create legends. It's do you know le- what I mean? It's about so, motivation as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mental thing because they're going to be thinking, I'm I'm never going to play against a Premier League footballer again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, also, and, and it's that... a window for them. Some of their players. So if they have a great game, then that might mean a scout comes and looks at them. And and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be fully motivated. And if we show them, any... without a doubt. Any kind of lack of respect. If it's a lack of respect, I mean, respect... they've got a chance. Ch- this is exactly they've got a chance to go to go into folklore locally and then also nationally as well because everybody loves to see Tottenham get knocked out of the cup. But also, any any kind of massive upset goes down in folklore. Every time they, every single time the third round's played, the montage before it starts is Hereford beating Newcastle, Mickey Thomas scoring for Wrexham against Arsenal. Mm. And and others that I can't remember right now, but you know that they you're right folklore. Like they if they somehow win or get a draw, they'll never buy a drink again. Any of them? <laughs> no, that's exactly. It's, it's great motivation to have compared to our millionaire footballers that left their like you know hundred thousand pound cars back at home. But at the same time, 
I think it'd be quite nice if we played a relatively strong team. Yeah. Um, because you're actually, they can actually go away and say Harry Kane played in our stadium. No, Do you know what I mean? not Harry Kane, mate. I'm not Harry Kane. <laughs> mate, I, I, listen, I'm talking about showing them respect. Score... I'm not saying play the best striker in Europe against them. Mate, why not? You can because it's unfair. It's, it's, it's unfair on Kane to play another game. It's unfair on Marine defenders. To... Well, I suppose it's not unfair. That's disrespectful, isn't it? They'll want to play against him, but then... This is what, this is what I mean. He's not going to start with... What if one Kane of them goes on. through him? But I, I, I guarantee... That, I, I would like to think they'd both be on the bench because it just puts cameras on Kane sitting on the bench. You know, that's also, probably... they want him. They want him there. Marine, The Marine board will want him there. Everybody will yeah, want, want course, Harry Kane there. And Son, they want those players there. They don't want to go up against Spurs and a team that include, that, that that's made up of our under-18s and development squad. Well, no, well, listen, if that's our team, I ain't watching the game because we're, we're, we're getting knocked out. I, I've just got a superstition with shit like that. Play a strong team, you oh, know. He and, will. And then Vinicius just, will start he, up front. It, Roden will play at the back. You know, Davies Deli will Deli Alli, maybe. Deli will play. Um, I, I've just got some odds from William Hill. It was interesting to see this one. Um, Marine are 50 to 1. So you, you're 50 to 1 for Marine to get a result. Draws 28 to 1. Spurs are 1 to 200. So put one pound on. So put 200 pound on to win a pound. Um, uh, to qualify I mean, that, through. That's, that's outrageous, isn't it? When you look at that, those odds. I know. I mean, I'll, I'll take the 50 to 1 on, on Marine. Just, just It's worth putting you a, know, couple, a couple of quid. Not, not for Spurs, but for Marine hitch. fans. It's worth putting a couple of quid on. You, know, you never know. Uh, to qualify, Spurs are one to five hundred. So that whether that be extra time or I think it goes straight to penalties. Then there's no replays. No. Oh shit! We did talk about that in terms of replay, but that's a shame if there isn't because I don't think oh, there is yeah, actually because yeah, of COVID. Yeah, I think they we just yeah settled I think on the just, day. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it's easy to forget all these fucking changes happening. Mm. You just make assumptions about FA Cup replays. Uh, to win in extra time, Marine 150 to 1 and Tottenham 22 to 1. To win on penalties. Now, this is interesting. To win on penalties, if it somehow goes to penalties, there isn't a huge deal of. Uh, there isn't a huge degree of difference between the two odds. Marine 80 to 1 and Tottenham Hotspur with William Hill are 66 to 1. Damn. This shows. Because it's a lottery, isn't it? Penalties. It is, I but mean... there's also a degree of technique as well. Do you know what I mean? Like better players should be more capable of scoring penalties. Well, but... Kane could come off the bench for the pens. <laughs> Imagine if he did and pulled his done his groin on a run up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, look, there'll be better and more enhanced odds in the run up to the game. Just go to sports.williamhill.com for their um, for their, uh, their their website on your. Phone or they've got an app as well. You can download. So good odds, closer to the game. Uh, Deli Ali has yes, been uh, hasn't can't get a fucking game. If you can't play against Marine, he's gone. And they're talking about him being shipped out this window, maybe to PSG. Apparently, Pochettino wants to take him up to Paris. And there's been strong rumours today that one Christian Eriksen might be coming back to Tottenham should Deli mm. Ali leave. What's your feeling on Deli Ali leaving and then perhaps Christian Eriksen coming back? Look, I'm, I, I don't want to bore people with this because I think they know my opinion of it. That I'm a bit of a, a, a Delhi fanboy. I get that he's not been anywhere near the type of form that he had when he first broke into the team. Um, but then he probably broke into the team years earlier than we ever expected him to. And he set a benchmark and perhaps... 
that's what happens in football. Your your the way that you progress and evolve can depend on form and momentum, even if it's momentum that's that you know is across several seasons. He never he never looked like he was going to be a one season wonder because he got better and better. He then got recoached. He got the the, the spite out of him. Um, he became a bit more intelligent on the ball. There was a season where he grafted um, immensely and did a lot of the dirty work, and yet was, I guess, criticised for not being Delhi of old. And yet it was like, hold on a minute, he's 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 becoming a better player because of what he's been asked to do. But at the same time, has he had that kind of inventiveness and that hunger pulled out of him? And then you get to the point now where you saw Ndombele camp come back out of nowhere and Delhi, who was initially rated by uh, Mourinho very publicly in All or Nothing and also had a good run of form under Mourinho initially, slowly and gradually disappearing back into the fringe. And he's not fancied at all. And as much as I want him to stay at the club, and, and, and I also believe that Daniel Levy whether it is a financial thing or not, or whether he just thinks that that Mourinho's short-termism isn't worth losing a player of Delhi's calibre. Regardless, I don't think he wants to sell him. So I would allow him to go out on loan, if anything, just for him to play a bit of football and feel loved again and feel part of a team again. And to also prove um, all the doubters that he's still got the ability to, 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 to be instrumental. I mean, maybe the argument is... And it's one that I will accept that he just doesn't have a place in the team and in the style of football that we play. So that's the reason he doesn't get opportunities. But then I watch players like Lucas Moura run onto the pitch and fucking all he does is run and lose possession. And yet, for some reason, that's more of a productive player to have in the team and the squad than Delhi. Mm. So what the fuck do I know about football? It's I And this is it. People try to overanalyze all this shit. And, and I, I say, look... I like him. I like I like what he brings to to the squad. To the, to, he he gets it. He's he's completely Tottenham. He gets it. But also his football cannot be. Um, he's not improving in any way if he's not getting minutes. So send him to PSG. Send him back to Poch. You know, send him to the Farmers League of French football um, and obviously the elite football of Champions League football. Um, and, and see what he can do. And if it's a loan deal, we can bring him back. I'm sure that the loan deal will be one of these similar to uh, to ones that we've had in the past, where it's kind of like the team could sign him permanently, that type of thing, because then it gives the player the option to decide about his future later on. But I fucking love Delhi. I don't want him gone, but he's not going to get a game. Under Mourinho, so what's the point? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, it's a weird one with um, Ericsson, though, because obviously his last season at Spurs was was pretty poor, and it's I think his legacy was damaged somewhat at Tottenham because yeah, he, was he wanted so, out. He wanted out. Um, his performances were, were awful, and um, the and, and it's 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 a shame because you you almost when you think of Christian Ericsson at Tottenham, you, you forget all of the wonderful things he did for us and the the seven six or seven seasons he had which he was fantastic absolutely brilliant um i remember a time when christian erickson every time he shaped a pass you felt like something was going to happen yeah um so i i just uh I, I don't know what bringing him back now does in, unless Mourinho feels like he can get 
him back to where he was playing before and perhaps knowing that he made a mistake and he wants to come back to Tottenham would show a level of desire that been yeah. missing from his game for a while maybe it's hot. it's really it's really tricky because like Robbie Keane left and came back and was never the same after that um may, possibly because psychologically he he broke a little bit because he thought he was better than us and went to a better club and couldn't hack it <coughs> the pressure that you get being um like a center forward at, at, at Liverpool but with Ericsson you know, he wanted to escape for so long. He always had this plan. I remember way back when he was at Ajax, he had this kind of roadmap and it would end up in Barcelona, like uh, Laudrop. And, you know, he, he always had that ambition. And, and I respect that in him because he nearly made it, but not quite, you know, because of the whole wanting to leave and the, his form degrading, his value degraded. And so did the, the suitors and the people that were, supposedly interested in him were no longer interested he ends up at inter of all clubs and he's completely unfancied um you bring him back to tottenham yeah i don't doubt that Mourinho can't find a way to 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 uh, i mean i can't see it myself at the minute where he would fit in with all the other midfielders that we've got we've got there that are all supposedly creative um i don't know whether it's just paper talk i don't know whether it's just using tottenham as a means to get Ericsson back to a Premier League football club. And he could play for a lot of clubs in the Premier League. He could, he could go back to a number of clubs. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Just in terms of his quality, because he will produce it. Maybe that's what he needs. He needs... I don't know. I mean, I say that's what he needs. He's gone to Inter and failed. If he comes back to Tottenham, at least he knows the club inside out. It might be an easier way back. But would you do that? Would you leave... Would you kind of instigate an engineer and move away, and then and then go crawling back, almost like begging to be played? Would you? Would, would that not make you? Would that not sort of hurt a part of you that drives you forward because you've almost surrendered to the reality that you should never have left in the first place? I don't think footballers work, work that way. They don't. They're not normal in the way that they they think. I think they just he just thinks I'm not playing. They're you know the European championship competition that he wants to be a part of and I'm sure even if he doesn't play a single minute again he'll still get in the demo oh yeah side. he's but, a legend yeah, yeah but <coughs> but um yeah I don't think they, they they think like that I just feel like he probably wants to get his just wants to be playing football again you know um his desire was always something that you know the way he was always aloof on the pitch and mm. while he ran his ass off for Pochettino he was often our our most um traveled footballer on the pitch during yeah. the games um I mean, statistically, he was he was number one in in most things as a midfielder in the in the Premier League since since making his debut in in for Tottenham, you know, and and you know this thing about stats don't mean anything. Well, they actually do because when you match it up to what he produced for us, uh, and he can take a fucking free kick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We could get Harry Kane off the fucking free kicks yeah. off the set pieces. He can't take a corner to save his life. But what what is why he keeps taking them? I don't know what. Someone's got to have a word. I know when Bale was on, and I think Kane was on as well, that Bale did take the, the free kick. So, who knows? Um, it'd be interesting to see. I can't imagine there being a great deal of business anyway during the um, during January. And anything that did come in would be a loan or yeah, a loan move. I don't yeah, that, no one's I agree with that. At the moment. Um, okay, one, one final thing before we wrap up. Obviously, yeah, the, 
the ugly head of COVID rears, rears itself once again. Um, Aston Villa players, they've got, they've got 14 cases. They're playing a game, I think it's tonight actually, against Liverpool, where they're going to be fielding an under-23 and under-18 team uh, against Liverpool. I think that's... that's mad. The, yeah, but I think it's the right thing to do. I don't yeah. think that you should get a buy because of this. Um, I know that it's difficult to legislate against and hard to maintain, but an outbreak like that suggests something wasn't right at Villa and they've done something, mm. some issue. But that may be harsh. But I think that if you have a squad, it's not about your first team squad. If you've got a squad, you have to be able to play it. I know you're at a disadvantage, but everyone is, and we've got to finish this season. And, and um, you know, Spurs now, uh, uh, if the Villa game gets called off, at a significant disadvantage because... We've played, we'll have two games that we have to fit in the other teams. Yeah, Fulham. Uh, and and to, to no fault of our own because we haven't tested positive. Then there's this other issue. Um, so I'm just saying that when we play Villa, they sh- they should have to play, they, sh- they shouldn't be able to get a postponement for the League Cup game if, they, if they're if they willing to play the FA Cup. Uh, the, the, the League Premier, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to play them on Wednesday. And also we have this issue with Brentford. So, so. Brentford manager and one of their players have, have tested positive for COVID. Mm. And I don't know if you saw the footage of Hoybier and yeah, and Frank. Man, they, they're they going to kiss. They yeah, were so fucking close. each other. It was that. <laughs> but apparently we've tested, um, all the players have tested negative. Although I don't know how the incubation period works for it. Or whether how, how well, soon after contracting it do you, you test positive? You basically, if you go by the government guidelines, which everybody should abide by and no one does, you you need to isolate. You you didn't. I, I think for the ten days because you've been in contact with um, people that tested squad. positive. Well, I would assume well the people that that I guess came into contact with uh, the players that tested positive. I mean, do do the footballers not have track and trace in their football boots? I mean, I don't know how it would work, but yeah, you would probably be the, the if you followed it properly, you would. But you can't follow it properly because it's an elite sport. There's money at play and they don't seem to give that much of a shit uh, even the players to be fair I mean I'm not defending the footballers because they're meeting up for parties and for Christmas and Dubai trips and all the rest of it you know they have to take a responsibility they have to be responsible as well uh, but it doesn't seem like anyone is so mm. I'm not surprised that the all they're going off on is the um, the the test results if they're all negative then they haven't got it but we all know it doesn't quite work like that. I mean, it could retest and, and come out positive again. I, I mean, it's... I can see, a, I really can see it ended up being, there being some sort of break or postponement. Which wor- I mean, think about it. It's worse now than it was the last time round. And the last time round, we got a massive break. Okay? And football stopped dead for a long time. I do not want that to happen. Obviously, I think from a selfish point of view... When we look at it, we want, you know, mental health, escapism, this ability to be able to talk about something that isn't fucking pandemic related and isn't about slagging off our politicians and the government and the rest of it. We kind of need football. It's it's the backbone of what we're going through at the minute. Obviously, everyone's got more important things to worry about as well with work and, and, and health and the vaccine. However, we've got football as a distraction, but... 
you you think about it logically and you look at the the amount of covid cases uh, that are happening not because people are partying or Carl Walker's sorting out a rave or whatever but because <laughs> because people are playing fucking football matches against each other and then they're, they're hugging and shaking hands and, and whatever after the game it how can you, if you're going to start policing like i saw something today about you can't hug a player in a celebration genuinely don't know if that was satire or not i might have misread that but if that's the level we're getting to then there has to be a circuit break of some kind, whether it's, and I don't even know how much that helps, you know, because what, put a date on it, you know, when's our next government thing where the Boris decides what's going to happen? It's not until fucking middle of February. So what are we going to do? Stop football until then. And how are you going to play the rest of the games? How are you going to play the Euros? It, it feels like everything's going to break apart again and it's, it's fucked up and I don't really have an answer for it to be fair. It's, yeah. Right then, Spook. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know what. That's a downer, mate. Have you, have you got no banter jokes then? The pond, pod with uh, just to. Uh, well, get if the you ever up. want looking up, just think of John Bass's mum's lovely leathery big boobs. Ah, oh. yeah, wonderful. What what a pair lovely. Of, what a lovely pair of specimens. <laughs> What's that? What are you doing? <laughs> no idea. But <laughs> in the pod quickly. <laughs> Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.